Wait, should I say it? Yeah, be blunt as fuck. This is Brutally Blunt with Jennifer and Katie. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Brutally Blunt with Jennifer and Katie. So we felt like we should do a special episode this week because the Scott Peterson case is back in the news. So I don't know if you guys remember this. I know because I spent have spent a decent amount of time in the Bay Area and this was like the hottest case of the 2000s. Um, but it happened in like 2002, 2003, it was like December 2002. Um, and Lacey Peterson was kidnapped and later found in the Berkeley Marina um, in the water in the Bay. And she was had been murdered. Um, she was eight months pregnant and her well, husband has been confirmed she was kidnapped. Yes. So she her husband, Scott Peterson, was the one that was convicted of her murder. And if not you guys only was have seen Gone Girl with Ben Affleck, that's like basically like kind of what the movie was based off of. Yes. And so he has not only was he convicted of her murder, but he was sentenced to death. So mm-hmm. they really were like, let's put this guy away for, for life. And the reason we're talking about it now is because uh, just recently, um, I believe, what was it? The deaths, uh, what's it called? Death sentence was like overturned. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and they're trying to rebring 20 years later, they're trying to rebring this case back to trial, like 48 hours, just did a special on it this past weekend. Um, so since the case is going to try to be retried, they're bringing in new evidence. Um, his defense team says there's new evidence. So that's why we just felt like we should talk about it because we believe that Scott Peterson is innocent. Is innocent. Well, back when I originally watched shows on this and whatever like I too thought he's probably guilty 100% just because of the media coverage like he is don't get me wrong we think he's innocent but he's a cheating lying like a sort of a sociopath centered yeah asshole he is all of those things Doesn't but I really don't a think he's a murderer no and so basically now that we have really taken a look into this case and started watching other documentaries detectives and learning Katie about and Jenny over here <laughs> um we're basically our- like Mary Kate and Ashley like <laughs> 2. Totally. that's us um we'll solve but- any crime by dinner time <laughs> oh my god like I wonder if anyone even remember time. these <laughs> Okay, Mary Kate and Ashley was my shit. Of course, I remember. I know my favorite movie was It Takes Two. So like, now I'm we're, the best movie. We're our own detectives, but... right? Exactly. So yeah. So they... after digging into this mm-hmm. and learning about all this other evidence that we didn't see because of media coverage and because of the way they spun everything, the media we were the like, oh shit, definitely. When they have a narrative they want to push, they're gonna push it. And if something, if you have a documentary and they think he's guilty, it's going to make it seem like he's fucking guilty. So they're not going to give you all the facts. Like, and it's so hard to find documentaries that aren't already biased on who, who did it. 
Like, and Mm -hmm. then cops are so adamant about making it like, okay, we have to peg someone. So we're just going to pin it on them. Like, and when they want someone to be guilty, they're going to be guilty. Because they're more concerned with getting a conviction Mm -hmm. than getting it right. They don't give a shit that someone's life is like at stake. They just want to like get quote unquote their job done. Yeah. Like this guy was literally almost, I mean, he's on, he was on death row. They were going to execute him. So just because you wanted to, and obviously this is all legend. We weren't a part of this case or anything, but like the, just because you wanted wanted to know, (laughs) just to clear it up, just to clear that bit up. This is all of our opinion. This isn't like, I mean, some of these things are fact, but some of them are facts. We can't tell you how we know, but like, we know. Yeah. (laughs) But we do have a source that mm-hmm. has told us that he's innocent and they know right. that for a fact and it was actually a burglary gone bad she witnessed right. a burglary and unfortunately he is innocent and i say unfortunately because this man's been on death row luckily it's been overturned but this whole time he's had supporters like trying to get him out um because they were just like the evidence just like did not match up whatsoever and it's his sister-in-law who's like really been an advocate like behind the scenes like trying to exonerate him with like all the evidence she's finding her name is Janie peterson and she said that the police have just like ignored a handful of tips and leads in this uh leads in the case which was there was so the day of on the 24th Mm-hmm. There was a burglary across the street from Scott and Lacey's home. Yeah. And so this was December 24th, 2002 in Modesto, yes. California. And part of the evidence, she says, with that, were that neighbors who saw Lacey that morning um, that she vanished and the burglary across the street was from the Peterson's Modesto home. And she was like, there was an anonymous tip that came in that named five people being involved in the burglary, but only two people were arrested in question, Jamie said. Uh, Peterson theorizes Lacey saw the crime in action, approached the burglars, and was kidnapped and killed. So this is like what really fucking happened. But so these burglars got our burglars got arrested and on the they told the cops, no, we didn't kill that girl. It was the um, we did this on the 26th. But then it was like, wait, why did you even say you didn't kill that girl? Because you weren't being questioned about killing that. girl. No. Yeah. So they got pulled in Mm -hmm. by the cops on this burglary and they're just talking about the burglary. There's nothing nothing to do do with with Lacey. Lacey. And they're like, we didn't kill that girl, though. And the cops didn't continue questioning them about that. They were like, okay, chill. They didn't even know Lacey was dead at this point, okay? No No, one knew. No one knew. And then they were like, oh, we didn't do the burglary on the 24th. We actually did it on the 26th. So it's, like, impossible that we could have had anything to do with the disappearance of her. And the cops criminals at their word. They're criminals. At their word. And the thing is, is even if you, like, (sighs) there was a sighting, like, a witness saw them in front of the house on the 24th. And then also, as soon as Lacey went missing and they reported it, the media coverage was fucking nuts. Like they were camped out in front of their house starting from when Lacey was missing. And so there's no way that you could burglarize a house, steal a fucking safe and all this shit on the 26th when there's media coverage, media cameras right. that are camped outside 24-7. Up and down the street. Right. Like there is literally cameras at every fucking angle. And this is the day you're going to pick to go burglarize a home. I don't in the think middle so. in the middle of the media coverage. Place. Middle she of the day. Right across the street from their house. 
So and there's they, just no way. No way. And they try. So, and the media kept trying to make it seem like Modesto. They kept calling it sleepy Modesto and that it was like this quiet little town where no crime happened. And then you see everyone that's actually like a local in Modesto was like, Modesto is not a good place. Like it's not like they might've lived in a nicer area in Modesto, but it's not like known right. to be a good place. Like literally the locals call it Methdesto. Like okay. it's. I'm from, I'm not from Modesto. I'm from the Bay Area and I know that Modesto's not the nicest area. Like it, it's not it's not weird that a robbery happened. It's not no. like, you know, I mean it's like, not like fucking Compton, but no, like, no, 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 it's no. Like but it's not, not a, like there's definitely crime there for there, sure. Yeah. It wouldn't be, it's not surprising. It's, no, you it, know? it wouldn't surprise me at all. But the thing is, is like they had so many crimes that were happening, even on that, even in that neighborhood. Some girl was like kidnapped and raped not too long before Lacey was kidnapped. So Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, you really think that this crime couldn't have happened in this neighborhood? A very similar one just did. Well, I think what the downfall was, was one was it was Scott's attitude from day one. He fucked up with how he didn't give a flying fuck or it appeared he didn't give a fuck. Because if you saw on every single crime show that I have ever watched if a husband or a wife doesn't react the way someone else thinks a spouse a grieving spouse should act you're ultimately suspect number one so he fucked himself from just acting like very nonchalant like just like whatever so he told he didn't want to be in the media he didn't want to do he didn't want to be and they were like that's weird you know like that's it is it is suspicious but when you think of it from like the fact of like he has so he was cheating on her so but he has a whole go back, girlfriend go back we have to go back a little bit because on christmas day or christmas eve he was he was like i was fishing in um what was it called the berkeley marina berkeley marina yes so he and so he was like i wasn't even home that day whatever we were watching but that morning we were watching like um martha stewart and all this mm-hmm. shit with her and then Lacey's stepfather was the one that actually called her in missing but he didn't want to be on camera, right? So the whole time it was just Lacey's family, this whole time, like coming forward and everything, and was like, we need to find Lacey, we need to find Lacey, like if anyone hears anything. And they were backing Scott up like a hundred percent. They were like, Scott would never do this. Lacey and him had the best relationship ever. He's just like they had his back 100 percent Like there was no doubt in my mind in their minds, he did it. Um, and Then fast forward a few days later, we find out he didn't want to be on screen or like on camera because he had a side chick. He was cheating. So he was still, so he was cheating and they make it seem like he had like this long standing relationship with this girl. Her name's Amber. Amber When in reality, they started dating a month before. So they started dating in November. They obviously didn't know each other that well. So it's a little bit crazy for me to think that like 
he would kill his wife and unborn child for someone he's known for five minutes. Which granted, we don't know. Like, we do, like people could do anything. It happens. Because, it I mean, new relationships are spicy and exciting. And <laughs> not that you kill people over you a kill month, spicy relationship. But she was like a single mom. And she met him through a mutual friend because the friend met him at a work convention and was like, hey, I think mm-hmm. you would really hit it off with this guy. He never said like. And she did. And they did hit it off. She he even met the fucking kid, her child, like, yes. and everything. And so he never said married kids, nothing. So she really thought she was like with this single dude. And so then right. she found out that he, she saw someone, she saw the news or something like that. And well, so, well, the thing is, is that he, during this time, Lacey's gone. He's still talking to this girl as if nothing happened well, yeah Lacey. but the cops you have to remember the cops got a hold of her they got a hold of each other and she is telling him like she's playing along the whole time so the cops are actually right. working with amber and are like hey you still have to act like everything's fine and that you don't know anything because they were recording all his phone calls so he was acting also like nothing was happening either they were both like playing each other well the thing is is he I, and that's what like the point was from like the beginning of this for the like why he didn't want to be in the media yes. because he didn't want her to know he wanted it just to seem like you know if she, if she saw him on tv she'd be like wait okay what the fuck this guy's married and now his wife's missing like this but, is like, fucking crazy like why are you trying to even keep a relationship going with her when your wife and unborn child are missing are missing right because so, he's a sociopath that doesn't but not seem a sociopathic right. murderer he's just just fucking, fucking narcissist he might be a selfish narcissist. yeah i think he might be a narcissist yeah right. he's fucking crazy like it doesn't make sense but yeah so she's recording all these conversations he's pretending like oh like I'm in Paris on a trip on New Year's Eve. He calls her on New Year's Eve and he's like, Hey babe. He's like, Oh my God. I'm looking at the Eiffel Tower right now. As he's at a fucking vigil for his wife and child child that are missing. He's pretending that he's at fucking, I was going to say six flags, the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Comparable. Whatever. Same thing. Um, He's a world traveler. Um, and so he was like literally pretending and she was like, Oh my God, cool. But she knew the whole time he's full of fucking shit. Well, and when I say he's at the vigil, like he didn't step to the side. He didn't go to his car to make a phone call. Like he is at the visual. Like they have like pictures of him like on the phone he's like talking to her in the middle of all the candle lights like being like oh perry so beautiful at night and he's like his wife and child are probably at this time murdered like it's just uh, it is a little like i can see where people are like okay he's sus he could have murdered 100 this are you kidding this is just like fucking textbook like he done it he fucking did he done it for sure like you know and she was like, so she had a press conference the 24th and came out and was like, hey, I'm the other woman. Like, I've had a relationship with Scott. Like, it blindsided everyone involved. And obviously, her she apologized to Lacey's family. And then the family all of a sudden turned their back on Scott real quick. After this mm-hmm. bitch came forward, they were like, he fucking murdered my daughter. Like, there was no doubt in their mind he was the fucking murderer. And then he came forward to her and was like, hey, I've lied to you <laughs> that I've been traveling. <laughs> like, hey! Um, Funny thing, actually, I'm not in Paris. I'm 
in Modesto and my <laughs> wife and unborn child are missing. It's so really wild. Um, I, I know you thought I was in Paris. You still want to go to dinner on Thursday? Like, and he would just be like, babe, you're handling all this so well. And then like, he, she, he would say things to her and she was like, what the fuck? Like, what are you like? why did you not tell me you had a wife and child? And he's like, I know that was messed up, but he's, and then he would use like past tense in his interviews. He said, well, and when he was talking, what, so before Lacey went missing, like mm-hmm. this was like December 9th, he told um, Amber that his wife was died. like, he didn't use the word died. Oh, this is going to be his first Christmas without his wife. Yeah. He said, this is going to be my first Christmas without my wife. And I mean, to anyone, you would assume like, oh my God, like he's, he's a widow. Meditating this. Right. Well, but from for, from now. forward, yeah, we would yes. think this is premeditated. But like back then, like I can understand where she's like, oh my God, like he's a, he's widow. a widow, like poor thing. And then turns out like at the end of that month, then yeah, it was his first Christmas without his wife because his wife disappeared on December 24th. I think that's some strong manifestation he did right there. Um, some shitty manifestation some shitty manifestation but he's probably a manifester and so he definitely put that in the universe and, and that happened all the tabloids you just see these pictures of him and amber like her sitting on his lap at a christmas party and Lacey by herself eight months pregnant holding her belly at a christmas party it's not funny but it's like holy fuck you're a piece of shit like is. it is just like fucking ding 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 like if any like when I'm saying all this out loud, I'm like, you are a fucking like killer. Like I honestly would be like, you, you did it. There's no fucking way. Yeah. Right? And that's how but, I, but circumstantial, but this is all circumstantial evidence. Well, right. And, and it's not even circumstantial evidence of a murder. No, this is just your piece of shit cheating husband. This is like, you are a cheater. If right. this, if he, so basically this is all the evidence that they really have is they that had, he's a cheater and he's been they you found, know fucking amber um, a plier um i believe and it had one of her hairs in it but they were so like okay was, like she also lives in the home like well I don't so the know. pliers were in the boat the pliers were in the boat in his warehouse and they were saying lacy didn't know that he had a boat and so there's no way that her hair would have gotten on those pliers in that boat unless he murdered her and dumped her body. But this is another thing where they're withholding evidence because the he she did know. So she the did. day before, mm-hmm. the day before she was murdered or two days before, um, she was spotted at the warehouse with the boat. And she even used, she asked one of the people to use the bathroom. So they had contact with her. They saw her there. They reported this to the police and the police took this out of the report. Yeah, it's like it didn't happen. Yeah, because it didn't fit their narrative. But it's major, major. And then, like, they were in the house, like, looking around. And they, after they already were kind of like, I this might be Scott. They were like, does it smell like bleach in here? And they're like, no. Yes. It didn't smell like bleach. And there was actually no physical evidence in the home that anything had occurred. And then they were like, well, that's because he smothered her. I'm like, well, what was it? Did he smother her or did he put bleach? Did he clean up an incident? You can't just like make up all these scenarios if you don't have the fucking evidence. And then they leaked that to the press. Right. And the, so the press everything. is going around saying it smelled like bleach in the house when in fact it never it did, not. did. So they're like, like convicting him in the press before it's he's even like an official suspect before he they 
found anything. He's I, already been convicted in the press. And I think he was sending out emails that morning as well. Mm-hmm. And people were like, you're not going to be sending out like Christmas or New Year's emails to your coworkers or staff or something like that. I think it was um, when you've like just murdered your wife. Murdered I your mean, wife. maybe, I guess, if you really are trying to like cover your tracks. But it was also leaked to the press what he was doing that morning. This is a key fact, okay? Like, he said where he was and what he was doing that morning. Yes, so that morning of the 24th, this is the timeline. So Mm -hmm. they wake up, um, they watch Martha Stewart together, and then he is going to go to his warehouse to do a little bit of work, and then he's going to go out on the marina. She is going to take the dog for a walk. Mm -hmm. And the dog is a very critical piece in this entire story. We'll get to that. But so he leaves, he goes to his warehouse. He's sending out those emails on his computer at the warehouse, um, doing his thing, gets his boat, goes out to the marina. So he left the house around, I think it was like 10 some, you know, it was like nine something in the morning. So anything like after that if the, they found that the crime was committed, he couldn't have done it because he was already at the marina. He had a receipt and everything. Mm-hmm. So she gets up and she's taking the dog for a walk. So they, the neighbor says that she saw the dog wandering outside in their front lawn at 10, 18 AM. And she put the dog in the backyard and close the gate at 10, 18 PM. So that's the timeline that the police are going off of to say, see, she was already gone by 10, 18 when she put the dog back in the backyard. So Scott must've killed her. But then all these other neighbors and people in the neighborhood are saying like between the, the times of 10, 18 and, um, 1130 that they are seeing Lacey walk the dog, multiple people. It's probably like three or four people are saying like, Hey, I saw Lacey walk the dog. And Even then the mailman said, yes, he didn't see, he was like the dog every day without fail would bark. If he was home, if the dog was home, the dog would bark. And he came, the mailman came along these times that were after Lacey had already quote unquote been missing from the police's timeline. And mm-hmm. he was like, the dog wasn't barking. The dog yeah, wasn't So there. he said, yeah, he said the back gate was open where the dog mm-hmm. would be. And no one came running out. There was no dog back there. And he has a timestamp because he's a mailman and they have to scan in every time they like drop off mail and whatever. So this was like around, I don't remember the exact time, but it was around 1030. So this is showing that Lacey was probably still out walking the dog. Mm -hmm. And so what now evidence has with the evidence of the mailman. So they had this evidence mailman called this in forever ago. The police didn't follow up on this tip or any of the tips of the neighbor sightings. Because they just fit their narrative. It didn't fit their narrative. And they were like, we're just going to disregard all of this evidence. And so now what they're saying is, so the they used to just let the dog roam out in the front yard all the time. So the neighbor at 1018 put the dog in the backyard. Lacey came out, got the dog, walked the dog until 1130 or whatever, and then put the dog back behind the gate, closed the gate and went over across the street to confront the robbers. And that's when she went missing. Why would you confront robbers? It just seems like such a suburban 
thing to do. Hey, mister, what are you doing over there? Like, that's what, like, is that what you said to them? Like, are you going through their stuff? Like, that's what it, like, I would be, like, calling the fucking cops. I wouldn't do my own work. I would be like, um, excuse me, I think there's a robbery happening across the fucking street, and I think you need to get the fuck here right now. Yeah, well, I mean, but this is, like, so common. Like, I feel like me, just me being me, obviously, I'm not a robber or anything. Like, I've had people come up to me in my neighborhood and be like, what are you doing here? You know? And I'm like, never fucking live here ever. Yeah. And I, I fucking live here. So I can imagine that she's one of those people that just walked up and is like, what are you doing? All these witnesses that said they saw her also shows me how oblivious I am to anyone else around me. Because if someone was like, Hey, Katie, could you help (laughs) us out? I would be like, what? Like, I would have no clue who my a single neighbor is. Not a single no. fucking clue. If they were, like, pick your neighbor out out of a lineup, I'd be like, uh. <laughs> like, and I, I have, like, the no memory clue. of a toddler. Like, like I cannot remember I, anything. I would be the worst help. So, like, the fact that they, all these witnesses, are even so, pr- like, looky-loos to, like, look around what's happening. Like, obviously these motherfuckers look at what's in your neighborhood, uh, what's going on in their neighborhood, right? Because, like, I don't. So I feel like if someone's, like, saying, hey, this is what I saw, it's probably because they were fucking paying attention. Like, it's not like they're necessarily going out of their way to, like, try to help out. It's just like, hey, this is what I saw because I pay attention. Well, and if you were to plot out, like, on a map of all the times and the people and the places where they saw Lacey it creates an exact circle of where she typically walks the dog and comes home so like even if you don't like believe one of the people you can see that this has to be accurate and the cops were like "Mm, yeah but there was multiple women in the neighborhood who looked just like Lacey and were pregnant and had dogs and they pulled they pulled all of these women and took pictures of them. And I was like, are you sure it wasn't this lady? Like, and they're like, no, it's fucking Lacey. Like, yeah, I saw And they were her. like, like mm, no, still, still think we could not. I don't think so. Oh, and so I think you're seeing things. And I don't think it was Lacey. In, the, in one of the documentaries was one of the pregnant people they pulled to be like, see, there's other pregnant people here. And she was like, and she's like, I'm just fat. That one. Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like. I'm just fat. Like she's like, I can see why you thought I was pregnant, but like, (laughs) sad for her. Like, I would be devastated. I'm like, I'm not helping with your fucking case. Fuck you. Are you okay? Thank you. Like, fuck off. Um, it was not me, as you can see. I'm not pregnant. Just chunky. These were powdered donuts. Like not a fucking baby, sir. So fucking rude. Like, I mean, I get they had to do their job, but like, shit. And no, like, they didn't even do their job. That's no, the they did it. Fucking point. They didn't. So then it was like we're. So then it uh, fast forward to to. So we're like in April of two thousand three, right? And this is after Amber. Um, I was gonna say Amber Rose. Amber Fr- Fry had already. <laughs> oh come shit! Forward. Amber was there. She was like in this. Um, just kidding, guys. Um, Amber Frey did her whole like um thing back in January where she came forward. So April 13th and April 14th of 2003, two bodies are found in the shores of the San Francisco Bay. Keep in mind, this is already months after it's already been told where um Scott was. Scott already oh, told that's where he was. Exactly. So they the kind of to back up from this. So 
what we were saying with all this information that we got sidetracked on is so they zeroed in on Scott because he was in the marina that day. Mm-hmm. So they went on TV and in a press conference and to everyone in the world was like, hey, we're trying to corroborate Scott's alibi. So if anyone saw him in the Berkeley re- Marina at this time, let us fucking know. And, and gave as an away- investigator and a police officer, you're not even supposed to let on how much you know about what's going on behind closed doors. You're supposed to kind of keep it hush-hush according to all the crime shows that I've watched. So, right. like, and, who, and they're just like, who, like, hey, here, here, and here is where we think it happened. Exactly. And it's like, do your fucking job. Why is the world corroborating an alibi? Like, you can corroborate an alibi. It's not your fucking job. Like, why are you? Mm-hmm. Do- I've never in my life heard a press conference for people to corroborate an alibi. And so the bodies of Lacey and her unborn child were found. Um, and the baby was taken out of Lacey. Like it was no longer in her stomach. Her head was cut off. Her like limbs were cut off. There was like tape attached to Connor's ear. Connor's the baby. Connor's the baby. Um, there was like tape attached to Connor's ear. And then they just like took and off a ta- rope tied around Connor's neck. Which, okay, I get it. Like, let's just say Scott killed him for two seconds. I just don't think Scott, if Scott knew Lacey was dead, I don't think he would go out of his fucking way to cut her limb from limb and then remove Connor from the body and then do all his Strangle shit him. Right. Like, I think he would have gotten that his kid was dead at that point. I don't well, think. And it's like, the, if you kill a pregnant woman, the baby's gone. The baby's gonna die. So he didn't need to go like, above and beyond. Right. And like, that's just so weird. Like, if you're trying to get rid of your wife, say- for their, their whole theory, he wanted to be with Amber. So he wanted to get rid of his wife. If you're going to get rid of your wife, you're just going to kill her and throw her in the water. And first of all, they found their bodies, both of their bodies in April of 2003. So this is like what, like nearly six months later, mm-hmm. they have been using divers this entire time searching this water, like searching the water from like the day after she was missing because they thought it was Scott and they could not find anything. And there was reports that Connor actually died, like, I believe, two days later or something like that. Yes. And obviously, Scott could not have committed this murder two days fucking later. Like, this day of the 26th had a lot of things that didn't fucking add up, okay? Like, Scott, the burglary could not have happened that day. Scott could not have killed him that day. But scientists proved, like, or at least from one of the sides, that, like, he was killed after that. Yes. So the prosecution called a witness who used some other scientists mathematical equation Mm -hmm. to say that the baby was killed on December 24th. But then multiple other scientists have come forward and been like, listen, that's he used that formula incorrectly. This baby most likely died closer to December 29th based off of her last checkup. And So if the baby died any day after December 24th, there is no fucking way Scott could have done it. And the bodies weren't in the water. And even if Lacey was dead, the baby's not going to linger for that many days. You can't survive from your dead mom that many fucking days. And as a preemie. Right. And the cops were arguing there was divers and people around the uh, marina all the whole time. There's no way no one could have dropped a body off. I'm like, 
okay months later i don't think they were there 24 fucking seven but then here's where it kind of got sketchy so then on april 18th 2003 authorities caught up with scott peterson on a golf course in san diego and arrested him um they found a wad of cash his brother's id and multiple cell phones in the video he'd also dyed his hair blonde and so it looked like he was on the run, which I'm sure he fucking was. But maybe which, he was like, all Fuck, of that- I know I'm going to be charged for murder and I didn't do no. it. So I'd rather just book it to Mexico. No, get the all fuck of that of is explained. So he was on his way to the golf course, which his brother is a member to. So he had to use his brother's ID to get into the golf course and right. not have to pay. And then he dyed his hair blonde, like to change his appearance and everyone's like oh he's trying to dip because he's changing his appearance um first of all he's been chased by the media for months at this point like he's trying to disguise himself in the media and he met devil's advocate this would make total sense yes he met up with the cops one or two days before he was arrested and he had his blonde hair then if you were disguising yourself to keep yourself to keep the cops from recognizing you You why would you go meet up with the cops in your new disguise exactly Hey guys, bullshit. what's up? And he is not, he's away from home. He was in San Diego. So yeah, you're going to take cash on a trip. Like, you know, you're not at your house. I there mean, was just like, you could explain these, re- you could explain why it made him look guilty and you could explain him why it didn't look guilty. And then in July uh, or June 1st of 2004, Scott's Peterson, Peters- Peterson's trial begins in San Mateo, um, California, because it was such a huge public trial. They tried to move it from Modesto to Redwood City, um, which is in San Mateo County. And the because they wanted to have him like have a fair trial. But it was like one of those things that was like, it's a national case. Like, I don't well, know not how fair in- it's going to be when it's like literally a nationwide case that's already everywhere. And like, uh, even if the nation didn't know about it, they literally, so I live in the Bay Area, Modesto and Redwood City are close. They're maybe like 90 minutes apart. Do you really think that when San Francisco is the media hub. So San Francisco is where all the media is produced and it reaches out to all these areas. So it's the same media channels that they're watching the same reporters. So do you really think that moving it just 90 minutes away to Redwood City is going to make any difference? It's not. It's not like Bakersfield to San Diego or something like that. Well, that's what they were saying is that the trial should have been in like San Diego or LA or somewhere that's farther down south. Yes, because when they're interviewing all these jurors for this trial, they found that up front 90% of them said that they already knew about the case. Yeah. And then when the trial started, the prosecution like didn't really have any evidence. It was like all pure emotion based. So they were kind of like, fuck. So they just went hard on emotion because evidence wise they really didn't have fucking shit so on August no 10th, they said they were like we don't know when this happened we don't know where it they're happened like we don't up know time how it this happened point. yeah so and then on August 10th they had Amber Fry come forward and take the stand and she told all about her relationship and then all the lies he had told so obviously the jurors heard lies for themselves and they heard the recorded phone calls and even Scott's lawyer said once we heard that we knew we were in for like an uphill battle because most people are going to go off emotion even though the legal system is based on fact it's hard not to get emotions crossed like well, and they even they said they're like Amber Fry was 
the smoking gun in this case. Mm -hmm. But that still does not prove someone murdered someone. It doesn't just because all the time. Yeah. It doesn't make you a murderer. And then in November, um, November 12th of 2004, Scott Peterson was found guilty of first degree murder for death of his wife, Lacey and second degree murder for the death of his unborn, um, unborn son connor everyone was like cheering outside like there was no one really on scott peterson's side in this case whatsoever no not even the jurors there was one juror there was that was was like i feel like he's innocent i don't think they have evidence which they didn't and he got kicked off yes so and and that was another thing was the jury selection was really fucked up because there was this one juror um nicknamed strawberry shortcake because she had red hair (laughs) and she was like outside so went on march 16th scott peterson was sentenced to death and at a press conference um she was calling peterson a jerk and said um san quentin is your new home which is like the prison where he was going to serve a sentence and then come to find out this juror didn't answer her questionnaires correctly because she lied she she lied and the so that's what his defense team is like trying to come forward and saying because she does have bias to the situation because she was a domestic um in domestic assault or domestic abuse relationships but then people are trying to say oh well she didn't look at herself as a victim so that's why she didn't claim it 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 doesn't doesn't matter matter what you look at yourself it's facts or facts because it makes you bias like it does make you bias if i get robbed and that is I'm gonna feel hurt by that so I can't be on a robbery case where I'm trying to convict a robber because I have personal experience with it and so I'm gonna re I'm not gonna react out of a fair unbiased opinion Mm -hmm. not at all so it's like and then they were like hey Scott like because apparently they found porn and shit on his like tv they're like now you can't watch direct tv (laughs) they were cracking up laughing and I'm like what dude doesn't watch porn why is this even accurate in the case unless it was porn that was him getting off from being killing pregnant women pregnant and women. strangling babies <laughs> and yeah i don't understand what out their that, child what that had to do with the fucking case at all they were just trying to rip on this guy no matter what and the whole time scott is staying stoic as fuck which is not helping his case in the least bit whatsoever because they're like this motherfucker has no emotions he doesn't fucking give a shit he is guilty as fuck so the things that they also have not even that they didn't share none of this was shared this was all like on docu-series and things like that so on investigation discovery um they had a documentary and there was witnesses that say that they also saw a pregnant woman peeing that looked like Lacey, like coming out of a van and it was like the burglars that were apparently letting her pee and on the side of the road didn't didn't say anything about that then another woman who had these guys um she was a pregnant woman about eight months pregnant as well um they were interviewing her and they she lived right by Lacey. um it was like the same area and she was like i saw these guys i got a really bad feeling about them like they looked like criminals and they came into my store and i ran into the back and like called the police and she was like it still irks me to this day just because I feel like this could have been me who knows if they were trying to rob her store or whatever but she was like I just feel like this could have been me and then 
there was also multiple cases of pregnant women around the area who died in the same exact way as Lacey and Connor. Yes. There was a woman. say shit about it. Nothing. There was a woman six months before Lacey went missing, who was also eight months pregnant, Mm -hmm. who was kidnapped. Her head was cut off like Lacey. Her limbs were cut off like Lacey. Her limbs were cut off. Sorry. Everything is like TikTok. I'm like, fuck me. Well, (laughs) and she and her baby were dumped in the same area that Lacey was dumped in. But did they, did you hear any of that in the trial? No. Did any of the witnesses get to come forward in the trial? No. And that was the lawyer said that that was their fault. They were like, we should have. But at the time, we thought the case was so like locked because they had no physical evidence. There was ev- no was no evidence at all. No evidence, zero evidence. And then on stitch. top of that, okay. So the people, the guys that um, were the robbers, their names mm-hmm. were Stephen and Stephen oh. Todd and Donald Pierce. Mm-hmm. And so there were there was another person who was happened to be locked up in jail. So the guy that was locked up was Sean Timbrink and his brother is Adam Timbrink. The Timbrink's brothers are having a, a phone call. Everyone and knows he's... that those are recorded conversations. Right. Yes. You can't be in prison and expect that you can have a private conversation. Mm-hmm. And so Adam and Stephen Todd are friends. So the burglar and the guy that's in prison are friends. Mm-hmm. And so Adam is telling Sean that he that Stephen told him that they burglarized that home across the street and that Lacey saw them burglarize this house and confronted them. And like Sean goes, well, what are we going to do about Lacey? And Adam goes, shut up. These calls are recorded. And this is only a couple weeks after Lacey goes missing. And a guard and, even heard the conversation. Yes. Xavier Aponte is the guard at the prison. Mm-hmm. And he heard this and is like, let me just make sure I make a copy of this. So he made a copy of the recording, put it on a tape. He called the Modesto police and they didn't call him back. And it's so they, he like called them again. Like the people, like you think they're going to be on your side almost. Like you think you're helping, but you're also, you're not helping their case. So to them, they're just right. like, eh, no, I'm not taking no, this evidence. No, it doesn't fit the narrative that no. Scott killed her. Right. Um, so he calls again and follows up and is like, hello, like I have people that are talking about Lacey and this murder. And it's connected to the robbery. And so they finally send out an officer who comes to pick up the tape. Uh, Xavier Ponte gives the tape to this officer. And that is the last time the tape is seen. It never gets entered evidence. into evidence. Um, the state can no longer find this tape. This this tape is no longer it's gone. able to be. It's gone. And the, now the officer doesn't want or the security like he doesn't want to say anything about it. Um, so they're kind of like, well, shit, like, what do we do now? Because like this evidence is now gone so we can't even bring that into court it's all word of mouth and yet the person who's gave it to us is no longer wanting to speak (laughs) so they're kind of like fucked on that i mean they still have the original police report which i think they're hoping would help because when he called they wrote down all the information and wrote down exactly what the call was about and this was back you know only a, a month or so after the murder and so it they have that, but it's still not as like, if they had that tape, that would be enough to be like, obviously Scott didn't do this. Mm-hmm. And they were, um, I'm reading here to also back to the witnesses, like why they didn't call the witnesses is because they were like, some were like contradicting each other. So it was a little bit like, 
we couldn't have all of them come in at once, you know, because like, the ones that saw her walking the dog. Yeah. So it was like a little bit like because I think everyone's like time frame was like a little bit different. But at the same time, like I said, like you can have a general idea, but like I'm not paying attention to like what time of day and everything. It said so Scott Peterson's attorney explains there's a lot of criticism because we didn't call some witnesses who saw Lacey that day. And the thought process at the time was a number of witnesses who saw her didn't have great memories or had um contradicting each other and then um the retired detective joe Bowler, i don't know how to say his name on the case was like there was no witnesses who saw lacy alive that morning um it was just like what we said earlier the other woman who looked like lacy so it was like easy to yeah. be mistaken so everyone everyone is a liar well i think the biggest contradicting um witness which is why they didn't bring those witnesses forward was that the one lady that said she put the dog back in the backyard at 10 18 a.m and she, that was the latest time she could have put him in the backyard because mm-hmm. she went to the store so she had her receipts and stuff and so they're like okay this witness like cannot be lying and so if people saw her after that it can't be true because she the dog was wandering around so Lacey must have been gone and she put the dog in the backyard but if what we are saying is true that she put the dog in the backyard, but Lacey went and got the dog, walked the dog and then put the dog back in the backyard. Then that lady's statement is true. And all the other witnesses statements are true. It's just like, I, so I see why it could be like wary to bring them in because like, it's a like, it doesn't, it, it's helping one side the 1018 is like helping like the one side and then the other ones are helping the other. So it's kind of, but at the same time, these are all witness accounts. It's like the point of all of this is that there is no physical evidence at all that Scott did this. They even recreated on Scott's boat or like a replica of his boat, like, and took weights out on the boat and tried to like um emulate like throwing Lacey and Connor overboard and they were like the boat would capsize like it, there's not it wouldn't happen like he wouldn't oh, be able to take it out on littlest, that boat. it's like a 14 foot fucking boat. 10 boat it's so it's small tiny. and they and, tried it over and over again trying to throw a body overboard and see if it was possible and, and every time it capsized and but they were just like no that's not even Scott's boat and they're like, yeah, no shit, it's not Scott's boat. They're just recreating it, numbnuts. Like, duh. And then and then this was like, like, I get it. Like, I 100% um, sympathize with Lacey's family. But this was just a little odd. This is just like a side note. And I'm not trying to, like, make fun of, like, people grieving. But, like, <laughs> at the... Um, oh, I know what you're going to say. The, um, and and just it's, it's hard this, to say. It's hard because it's just so what the fuck. Um, so let me back up really quick. Um, in the press conferences when they were like, Lacey, please come home. We're looking for you. The mom took it upon herself to channel Lacey and was like, if Lacey was here right now, she would be saying, mom, please bring me and Connor home. Just please bring me and Connor home or whatever. She was doing like a little mm-hmm. addition of what she thought Lacey would be saying, which that's fine. Okay. Whatever. Like if that makes you feel you grieve how you grieve, you grieve how you grieve, not knocking that. But then when you go to court and you're on trial and all of a sudden you are looking at this man, Scott Peterson, and you think he killed your uh your daughter and unborn grandson she starts to channel connor baby connor and goes 
why did you murder my mommy? How could you murder my mommy? And then for some reason, no one else is laughing or thinking what the fuck is happening in this courtroom right now. The jurors were like, we just all started crying and lost it. So this is what I'm, I'm kind of circling back to what I was saying in the beginning of this when the prosecution was trying to use emotion to ping Scott because, okay, all of a sudden the grandma is like, channeling her dead grandson I'm like you're not a medium like I don't know right. what, where you think this is and why is this making other people cry like why are you guys not thinking this is I fucking mean, weird and this is inevitable for, yeah it's just because you're weird. and just this because is a you're saying, child why are you killing like, my mommy like what why are he you must saying have murder he did it he did it he did it all right that's it death Convicted. penalty death death. penalty did you hear Connor do you hear him like, you come on, you guys. dad murdered him. This sounds fucking, and this is the only reason why I'm bringing attention to this because it's so fucking ridiculous. So fucking stupid. This is the United States law right here, okay? This is not some like fucking Meryl Street movie where they're like, put, you don't put on a performance and like, this is how fucking trials are dealt with. No, this is like, you have to have facts. Like, Look at O.J. Simpson. There was actual physical evidence, and that motherfucker is still free. And we all know that motherfucker killed his wife. Didn't fit. So. Yeah, because he got off his medication and his hand swelled up. No shit. Well, I actually like this is a whole other discussion, but I just really think that his son killed her. But that's that's a whole another whole another discussion. You know, Nonetheless, no, someone in that family day. killed her, them, and they're rumming. Yeah, but like there there was actual physical evidence, and de- like in that case, there was blood, there was gloves, there was not, there was a whole shebang, and he's out here golfing in Vegas right now, and Scott's here in fucking jail still. So San Quentin, so like there, the worst prison, like literally. Um, so there's no evidence Scott, because he didn't they do can't it. Can't find. No, he didn't. There's because they they can't figure out where the crime even happened to begin with because they haven't found where the crime happened. It didn't happen in, in the house. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen in his warehouse. It didn't happen in his boat. It didn't happen anywhere that Scott was because it didn't happen. Like Scott didn't kill her. There would be There's, and like remember the other guy who just got in trouble um in trouble for um smothering his wives and kids and then put him in yes. tanks. Like they found yep. evidence there. So like there's going to be some evidence and like he was cheating and stuff. So I get like, yeah, look at that. Like there's a case where, you know, it all kind of adds up. But like in this case, there was just no physical evidence. So on August 24th, 2020, after two appeals, Scott Peterson's death sentence was overturned by the California Supreme Court after deciding that the original trial judge made a mistake when the jurors were picked for trial so like that shortcake chick that i brought up earlier um so as a result of that um peterson supporters say that was the jury the jury was stacked pro death penalty jurors peterson uh will now receive a trial for only the sentence phase and then um october 14th um 2020 the supreme court orders a lower court to re-examine peterson's uh murder convictions and decide if he should get an entire new trial scott peterson supporters say it all comes down to the actions of that juror once named strawberry shortcake rochelle uh niece or nice pictured um during jury selection prosecutors or Prospective jurors filled out a questionnaire asking if they had the past in the lawsuit and if they had been crime victims. 
Um, and then this is where they say what we were talking about earlier. It's pretty clear that she lied to us straight up on the face, uh, straight up to our faces about the situation. In fact, Nice was involved in two domestic violence disputes in the past, but prosecutors say that Nice filled out the questionnaire that she didn't lie. She just didn't think her past uh, experiences were relevant. Um, and then relevant. It doesn't matter. To speak to Rochelle, and she declined to speak to them. That was the one that was just aired. Um, and then fast forward to March 7th, 2021, um, CBS news journalist um, interviewed Scott Peterson's sister-in-law, Jeannie Peterson, um, in her war room, quote unquote. It's her evidence that claims like she proved that she's innocent. So she was like showing all this stuff in the neighborhood home near the Peterson home and the time that Scott left for the fishing trip. Um, and if it's true, Scott, like we were saying, Scott couldn't have killed Lacey. And so it's just like, now this is why we're talking about this just because all of this shit is coming forward which rightfully so i mean rightfully so it should come forward and i'm glad it did because it's changed my perspective like it's impossible and there's no way that scott could have killed her like if unless a slew of people are lying even though everyone fucking hates scott in the entire area these four people are whatever like, are lying. I don't even like the dude. I don't like Scott. I don't like I'm him. I'm not going to stick up. I mean, I'm kind of You all know how I feel about I'm... cheater, cheater, pumpkin eaters. I fucking hate him. But like. Fucking losers. I think you're a big fucking loser. But like, and you didn't even give, it didn't even seem like you gave two fucks when your wife well, tried. I mean, he was, away. he was born and raised in San Diego. He was like a privileged child. I don't think he ever like needed or wanted for anything he's self-centered and narcissistic right. and i think he he's just been allowed to get away with that for his entire life so to get away he's with murder. only yeah he's only <laughs> been able to think about himself and that's just who he is his wife's missing like great i'll help out but it's still about me but like and it it also goes to show we can't also judge how people grieve like some people want to keep stoic faces some people want to pretend to channel their grandchildren so we all grieve fucking differently and one isn't better than the other because one might think you know connor's grandma's a little fucking kook and one might think fucking what's his face is a stoic ass piece of shit who must have killed her so we can't judge the grieving process and how people grieve it doesn't con let's pretend he is let's pretend for sake that he did do it the problem that lies is there is no evidence against him and this is where we have to take the law into consideration or like do what the law system was made for we don't we don't convict people on circumstantial evidence that's not how our criminal system well and if this is like i hate to even call this circumstantial evidence because it's it's not there wasn't like, really it was just there's like he's not a cheater. even cheater, that, cheater yes, pumpkin there's eater. circumstantial like, evidence that he is a cheater because no mm-hmm. one saw him put his dick in amber so it's circumstantial but like there's no circumstantial evidence that he killed in my mind like if i'm looking at this from like an objective point of view with all the evidence that we have. And we, I've watched like four documentaries on this, try to get every single side of it. There's more evidence that the robbers killed her with the sightings than there are that Scott killed her because there's no, no one saw him. No one saw anything. People saw the robbers. So there's more evidence that they did this than Scott did this. So this is why it's just almost scary because it like shows if if the police officers and the media want you to be guilty, you're probably going to get a guilty uh, 
answer. Yeah. yeah. Like that's probably right. what's going to You're going to get charged with right. murder. And it's like, I don't understand like how these police are even still employed. Like the one that um, took the statement that someone saw Lacey at the warehouse with the boat. So they know, but she knew and that then, Scott like, had a boat and report. took it out of the police report. Like was it necessary? That's, that's yeah. Not okay. I just like, there's so many things and then ignoring all this evidence and just make, and everything like was an inference. Like even when they were in this trial, they the opening fucking statement. Like we know that he watched Martha Stewart with Lacey that morning. They're making lemon meringue pie. On yeah. The well, she, thing. he said in the interview with the police, yeah, we were watching the show. They were making lemon meringue. And then the prosecution gets up opening statement says, you can't trust anything that he said. He said that they watched Martha Stewart that morning, but we know that's a lie because Martha Stewart did not make meringue that morning. And then the defense got up and was like, here's the clip. She did make meringue that morning. You guys didn't just watch the whole episode. They didn't watch the whole episode. They watched the beginning or some shit and they didn't even go through. And they They were like, so that's why I think his, his lawyers also got cocky and he had a high powered defense team. He still does. Mark Uh Garagos is one of his lawyers. And I believe Mark Garagos was on one of the Michael Jackson trials. Oh, Um, he's had tons of high profile cases where he's got people child molester off. So shit. Yeah. And we we know know he probably touched that. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's no doubt in my mind. Michael Jackson did that. And, but there's evidence. There's but evidence, but but he still got him off. Yeah, no pun intended. But like, there's just like oh he still got the, he the the fucking cop whatever lawyer Mark got him off. So Mark now is like coming back, and I think he's working the case again. Correct? I think he's like still on the team. He sh- yeah, I, he I'm pretty sure he's still on the team, which he should be because this one shouldn't have gone this way. First of all, the what changed their mind and that they should have brought these witnesses to trial is the mailman's account of what happened that day but the police withheld that um so they didn't know that that was a witness statement until after the trial so you no know, it's interesting i thought when you know people are going away for um, murder and the death penalty all facts should be presented and they know said it, they said it was but... a mistake and that the pages oh, got stuck together and the facts so machine. many mistakes there's just like so oh it's there's it's a coincidence there's but so many know, fucking mistakes the, the fucking cops and the detectives are standing their ground and they're like, nothing's changing. The fucking jurors, I think, are standing their ground and they're like, we still believe it. But, you know, there's people out there now that are like, okay, maybe he's not. And I remember like being, I think we were like in elementary school, like when this happened. Yeah. But I remember being in grocery stores and on TV, like, and I still remember seeing it like vividly. So this was a huge, massive case. And I'm definitely very curious to see. I hope he does get this retrial because I think he deserves it. And he does hope. And you know what? I think he served his karma. I think he definitely needs to be in jail for being a cheating, lying asshole. But I think his sentence is up. I think that does almost 20 years is 20 years. You probably hit your karmic checkbox there you do the crime you do the time the t- don't I, cheat on your pregnant wife don't she and then act like you don't give a shit and still want to talk to your side check but like right. but uh, like that's the whole thing like even the fact that the cops are standing their ground right now is scary because you're supposed to be objective and the fact oh. that new evidence is coming to light or probably evidence that you already knew and you're like no 
he's still guilty. You can't change my mind. He did it. Like, no, you're supposed to be looking purely based off evidence where the they evidence don't leads you is where you they go. Don't want, they want to, they don't want to look dumb. They want to so look like they made the right decision. Have this Especially guy because his life in jail. this motherfucker went on death row. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so you are going to have huge someone thing. killed to keep your pride. You're full of shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. Why not? So, Scott, we support your retrial. We don't support you as a human being, really. But, like, in terms of what's fair in the justice system, you deserve a retrial. So, you guys, if you haven't seen any of the documentaries, there's one on A&E. There's uh, one on Investigation Discovery. Yes. The 48 Hours this weekend just did one. You can watch it on demand. Um, they're kind I would of say- everywhere. Yeah, they they're everywhere. And it's good to I watch all of them because of them. they kind of all they all give different information and like some documentaries gear towards him being guilty, others are geared towards his innocence. So it's good to have all the fucking facts. If you were to just watch one though, if you don't want to spend like the next like 8 hours watching Scott um documentaries unlike us <laughs> yeah because we did that uh-huh. I would say the it's like most... a full day's work that we yeah, just... <laughs> it really was I spent I was I spent all day in bed just watching these mm-hmm. so that I could get like all the information but I would say the most objective one I would say is the A&E one right it's a lot longer so it's like six it's episodes six episode one hour but each. it gives you literally all the information from like, every angle every side from every angle so I had everything that I needed versus says like I know ID like cut some of the information out and I was like this has been proven hours, to be true I know wrong. there was only an hour but like they should have stepped their game up on like what else of evidence there was going to be brought forth because for talking about a retrial I don't think they brought enough of what the new information is gonna be like I felt like they left out so much of what new they brought some of it but what information that can be brought like I don't feel like they said all of it so the, the saddest part is that yes new information whatever but all this information was known at the time of the trial they just the new? defense just didn't get this information like they didn't get the mailman information until after they didn't get the aponte prison tapes until at the very end of the trial so they didn't have time to research it like it, it's they really wanted him to be guilty and they made him guilty and that's so we're all curious what your guys' thoughts are, honestly. Like, we'll we'll be posting, obviously, about the episode this week. So maybe on one of our posts, you guys can give your feedback and tell us what you think. If you think he is still guilty or if you think he deserves a retrial. And if you think that Katie and I should be lawyers by the way we've handled all this evidence. Slash let detectives. Us know. Slash detectives. Cops. Mary Kate right. Ashley, watch out because <laughs> Jennifer and Katie now. <laughs> We're coming in hot with the facts. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So thanks guys for sticking in with us. Listening as we to our rant. To- we were just really heated and texting I, about this know, case yeah. the whole weekend. I was so upset when I found out about this. Like I'm I might even donate to the cause. Probably not. I won't. But like, this I is my donation really, enough. This okay? is my do- yeah. This, this is a PSA. An hour on 
and eight hours watching the shows. Like we have invested our time and energy <laughs> and that's worth time. more than money. Okay. It you're is. fucking welcome, Scott. Time is money. Okay. Yeah. I don't think you're a murderer. Do I think you're a dirty fucking dick asshole? I do 100%. think you're a dirty dick. Yes. But I'm sure you'll still get chicks outside of prison because a lot of girls are in love. I'm criminals. sure he has chicks in prison. Probably. Because they, that happens all the time. He's kind of like, like a celebrity. Money. He's like a celebrity, um, whatever it's called. Murder. Criminal. Well, not a murder. Cr- criminal. Because he's not a murderer. Yeah. So he, I'm sure. Watch he out, girls, though. He might he might still cheat on you. You might never still fucking do that. Know. And then pretend he's in Paris on a year. So just be careful with that. <laughs> just know don't... Scott's never in Paris. If he tells you he's <laughs> no. in Paris, he's in Modesto. There's no passport to Paris there. All right, Katie, <laughs> enough with your Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> fucking, I can revert everything back to them. <laughs> hey. So no. Well, guys, but thanks for listening. Um, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Brutally Blunt Podcast, on Twitter at Brute Blunt Pod. Like, follow, subscribe wherever you listen. And we'll see you guys next week. Don't fuck any bitches that will lie and say that you've been a murderer. <laughs> <laughs>